Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us here on the Recruitment Roundup podcast, which is brought to you by BMS Performance. For those of you that are joining us for the first time, BMS Performance is a specialist sales and marketing recruitment consultancy. For the last 30 years, we've been helping businesses across the UK recruit for vacancies at every level. I'm your host, Mike Leather. Hi, and I'm the co-host, Sam Musierira. And today we're joined by a special guest, Eddie Bowley. Eddie, welcome to the show. Hi, uh, thank you very much for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, really great to um, have you with us this morning as we're recording, Eddie. Very much looking forward to the conversation. As a way of getting started, why don't you introduce yourself, um, what it is you do, um, and we'll take it from there. Yeah, no worries. Um, so I've been in sales now for uh, over 20 years, unfortunately, for me. Uh, started <laughs> out uh, working in uh, in a telesales role and just uh, grew role from role after that. But last um 12 years, I've worked in the supply chain uh, sector, selling technology into uh, transport and logistics companies um, and uh, started out as a BDM, uh, worked my way up to a team manager, national sales manager and and, and then up to sales uh, director level. And uh, yeah. just over 12 months ago, I started my own business, um, uh, a lead generation uh, consultancy called EQL, um, where we help companies across all sectors We've definitely got a niche within supply chain, just given my experience, but we yeah. help them uh, buy, buy opportunities with their target market, with the stakeholders that are able to influence the procurement of their services. So uh, always been a, a lifelong uh, or career long prospector is a part of the job that I, uh, <laughs> I, I really I really enjoy and uh, still get a kick out of and, 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 and a buzz out of today. And uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're a growing business and uh, really, really enjoying it so far. So that's me in a nutshell. Yeah, Eddie, uh, thank you so much for that introduction. A pleasure to find out, you know, that you're a lifelong prospector, a massive fan of, you know, cold calling and sales myself. I suppose, you know, a question to ask uh, quite a few people this year have found, you know, this year perhaps, you know, a bit of a challenge as we've gone towards a latter part of it. How has your team been able to, you know, handle the sales world and force that we are operating in? So actually, I'd say a slightly tougher economy is probably quite good for us. Um, because yeah. the reason people use uh, a business like ours is because they're they're struggling to find uh, the number of opportunities that they that they want. Um, conversely, they might also be looking to to make hay while the while the sun's shining. But a slightly tighter economy is actually actually good for us. Um, the biggest part of my job is managing client expectations. At the end of the day, we we've not got a magic uh, wand uh, our side, um, but. I strongly believe that if you uh, you do all the right things and and you work hard and you and you and you're good at what you do, you can you can make hay whatever the uh, the weather's doing outside. Eddie, uh, you you said um, EQL is a lead generation um, business for the audience that um, are not familiar with 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 the term. But give an overview as exactly what it is you guys do. Yeah, so um, we uh, like like I kind of alluded to earlier, we we help companies by creating them more qualified opportunities with their target okay. market and um, I would say 98% of that we do the old-fashioned way by picking up the phone and speaking to these people and uh, understanding whether they're a viable prospect and uh, getting them hooked on a on a message and and then where appropriate booking a a, a meeting okay. uh, for, for our customers so um, the way that we operate um, like I say, we are a generalist. We've definitely got a, a niche within the supply chain sector and mm. with uh, 
companies selling software as a service, um, but we thoroughly understand um, uh, our customers' value proposition uh, in detail. Uh, we understand uh, who they want to sell into and, and why that company would want to invest in their product or service. Uh, we thoroughly understand uh, what we need to ask in order to validate their suitability uh, as a prospect, uh, what objections that we're likely to face um, in, in that market and with their, uh, with their target market. And then, uh, yeah, and uh, what, like I say, what, then we, we understand that if we get the right answers from those questions and yeah. uh, we, we, we book a meeting for them. Um, so uh, that might be a Teams meeting. It might be a face-to-face -face meeting. We offer a really tailored service, so it depends on what we're selling and who we're selling it into. But we tend to do better with higher value solutions, with more complex sales cycles and uh, okay. complex decision making units um, is where we, uh, we, we we have the most success, where it's a bit more of like a commodity uh, type sale. We're, we're not necessarily always the best partner for that. Yeah, yeah, because it's been a, an interesting time to start up um your own business isn't it these last 12 months have been some of the most challenging i think a lot of us have worked in certainly on this side of the fence in the in the world of recruitment and some some would agree yeah. to that because it's been um harder to find new opportunities i can totally understand why this type of market would be pretty good for you guys because one of the things companies have struggled with across the board is um, generating more sales, um, haven't it, Sam? That's what we've seen. So I am curious, what have you seen across these last 12 months, though, in, in terms of what's worked well for, for you in terms of your approach and maybe some of the things that haven't quite worked as well? Yeah, good good question. Um, so uh, we we we, um, we had a brief conversation um, uh, last week uh, about this session, obviously, yeah. today. And um, I think what we do, there's 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 a proven um, methodology that whatever market you're working in and whatever you're selling, the fundamental principles will always work. Now, your leads may not have the same level of, of abundance within a, a booming uh, economy as they do in a, maybe a slightly flatter economy or a recession yeah. uh, <laughs> economy. Um, yeah. But what we do is the same today is what I've done for years and years and it'll be the same uh going forward there'll always be adaptations and 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 so on and so forth but what we do or what we what I've done over the last 10 12 years hasn't changed really I almost described to our uh team that it's like a production line of of cold calls yes the um the value proposition will always be be different the questions you you ask might be different the objections that you face might be uh, a bit different and the close will probably normally be the same but yeah. um but the but the structure of a call is is it's pretty much identical whether it's you selling pallets or you're selling uh financial investigation software it it it, it doesn't change and as a lead generation company we actually don't need to know that much we don't need to be solution experts in order to, to book a highly qualified engage meeting with a prospect that's genuinely interested in, yeah. in 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 that product or service we just need to know enough to uh to to um uh, deliver an impactful um message and we need to ask the right questions to validate their suitability and have enough credibility and that's when we kind of we, we kind of uh, swoop in and close but i'd say in terms of what 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 i've seen i mean we we've 
without trying to blow too much smoke up my own backside, we've 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 succeeded on 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 all of our uh, campaigns. There's some campaigns that we run where we get a lot more meetings than others, and there's there's a whole range of reasons as to to why that is. Um, every single campaign we embark on, we get told no way more than we get told yes. Um, some mm. campaigns and some solutions we're selling, we get told no a hell of a lot of the time, and it's a uh, uh, a win with some of those proje prospect uh, projects is not always getting a meeting. It might be a case of understanding when would be a good time to reach out to them and the opportunity to maybe have built a little bit of credibility to be on their radar next time they're looking to yeah. uh, to improve what it is they're doing. But um, I don't know if that's a, a good answer or yeah, not. Yeah, no, it's a good answer. Uh, yeah. um, another follow-up question from me, and I'm sure Sam's got a question he'd, he'd like to ask. So um, we talk a lot and you hear a lot of noise out there on LinkedIn about um, multi-channel and that um, it's very hard to reach people these days by cold calls. I've got my own thoughts on that. Um, email is definitely the um, method that is used the most now by a country mile, which we spoke about on, on recent podcasts as well. But if you look at the different ways that you guys prospect, what percentage would you say is calls, emails, texts, videos, LinkedIn's, and all the other fancy stuff that we can do? So the vast, vast majority, nearly all of what we do is is cold calling. Um, I keep wow. seeing, um, uh, and I know we've talked about this offline before in the past as well, but I keep seeing like polls on LinkedIn of people saying, is cold calling dead? And uh, I always vote no because yeah. it's not dead. I think people want to believe <laughs> that it's dead. Yeah. People don't, these more more and more, um, people these days, they don't like rejection. And yeah. um, no, it's part and parcel of sales. What you said before, you could get so many more no's than yes. So I think a, a lot of this um, talk around social selling um, and cold calling is dead. It, it's driven by by that, in, in, in my view. And cold calling works if you're good at it. It's like anything, all these other channels, all roads lead back to either getting someone on the phone or on a Teams meeting, don't they? They're just tools yeah. to engage people. 100%. Yeah. I, I really like where this conversation is going. And yeah, I've got a question. I've probably not done this before, Eddie. So I'm going to, if you wouldn't mind, I'm probably going to put you on the spot a little <laughs> bit if we could go back old school, right? Um, so, you know, we're speaking about cold calling, you know, so let's have a bit of fun, guys. I hope, Mike, you don't mind too. Um, mm -hmm. Eddie, if you were to maybe, you know, take me through a run of what, what your guys' approach would look like to a prospect, and I'll probably play the prospect and have a bit of fun. Yeah. I think it'll be really good for the audience to, you know, to, to see what yeah. that could look like. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, um, I, I always say with our, uh, our methodology, we want to disarm people, um, mm. but we also want to be a, a formidable force on, on the end of the phone because um, if you're not a formidable force, you're going to get bullied and you get pushed around. And I don't mean for a second that I want you to be uh, rude mm. to a prospect yeah. or, or inappropriate, but you need to be confident and you need to be assertive and you, and you need to grab somebody's attention when you're on the end of the phone. So it's not just what you say, it's also how you say it so Total whatever the key isn't it thousand so percent so yeah. what if i said that i was selling recruitment as a service so yeah. if i was working for bms i have got the benefit i used to work for bms a number of years ago uh for for, th for three years 
Um, uh, so I've, I've had my time in, in, in recruitment, actually got some incredible training. A, a lot of what I implement now is off the back of what I learned at BMS actually years and years ago. But um, I would start a cold call by obviously it ringing and sure. I'd be like, hi, Sam, how are you doing? It's, uh, it's Eddie from BMS. And you oh, would Eddie. probably be thinking, yeah, yeah. who the hell are you? Kind of thing on, like, on the yeah, end of that phone. Yeah. And then this is where you, uh, you, 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 you disarm. So I'd say, look, Sam, we haven't spoken before. So I'm going to explain very quickly why I'm giving you a call. Mm-hmm. Now, that's the most of the time. I'll now get about 20 seconds to get my point across. Yeah. And uh, you might lose somebody at this stage. Sometimes people go, no, this is a sales call. I'm not, not interested. Well, fair enough. You move on to the next one. But this is where you deliver the value proposition. So I would say, look, I'm calling from a company called BMS. We're the UK's largest independent sales recruiter. Um, we place more sales professionals than anybody else uh, in the UK. And I was calling to find out a bit more about your current sales process, how you find recruiting and attracting salespeople in the in the current market, and to see if we get on your radar as a credible service provider so that when you are recruiting, you, you bear us in mind. And that's when you 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 shut up and uh, and see what they've uh, they've got to say. And you might get a no at this stage. It happens, and you're probably going to get a no way more than you're going to yeah. get a yes. But what you're really hoping for here is you're going to start having a conversation. Yeah. And uh, uh, but that part of the call is so so that's important. Right. That's your credibility window. Yeah. And if you nail that part, a lot of the time you'll get to the second phase of the call, which is where you start asking those primary questions. Yeah. You get a few objections, but that's almost the hardest bit. And whether it's recruitment or whether it's a software as a service, the fundamental principles of that part of the call are always the same. It's, hi, this is who I am. We haven't spoken before. This is, I'm going to explain very quickly why I'm giving you a call. Value proposition, shut up, and then go into, and it's, it's, it's the same with everything that we do. So it, it, it doesn't change. And provided you make enough of those phone calls and you do enough of them in a quality fashion, it will 100% lead to opportunities. Um, me and my team, we had a really tough week last week, actually. And uh, I said to them at the end of the week um, how proud I was of them because despite the fact they faced constant adversity all week, they were getting no's left, right and center, just yeah. phone, get, phone getting put down mm. and they kept on pushing and moving forwards and, and, and keeping going. And they, uh, one of my colleagues didn't get a meeting uh, last week. What he did do was get three really strong bits of pipeline. And I said to him, that's even better than a meeting. You've got three potential meetings there. And also you can't always, the vacancy in the world of recruitment isn't always the, um, isn't always the win in a call. It might be the fact that you've identified a really good decision maker who you got on really well with, you built a lot of credibility with, and he's got a team of 30 salespeople and he's recruiting 10 people a year, but he hasn't got a vacancy right now, but he might have one in two weeks and he's going to give you a chance next time. He, uh, he, he he gives you a call. So, um, but yeah, that's 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 how I uh, how I go about uh, cold calling, um, uh, really, and that's what I ingrain in my team. And what you'll find is yeah. with the people that work here, they all work the exact same way now. And I've got people on my team who can train other people to yeah. do it in that exact same fashion um, as well going forward. So it's it, we're basically like a cold calling factory. So cold calling is essentially not dead then in in, in the office. <laughs> it's what it's one hundred percent not dead. And um, yeah. without labouring the point too much, I'd say what yeah. is dead is generic bland uh, yeah. mass mass outreach yeah. that either yeah. gets ignored yeah. deleted or caught up in people's um yeah. spam filters i'm learning all about digital marketing yeah. at the moment i've actually um outsourced my digital marketing to a to market to a third party 
So yeah. I'm, I'm learning more about that because it's a totally yeah. different skill set to me, mm. which can work provided it's done in the right way. But it's not just about sending out a thousand emails. It's about creating a sales uh, funnel and having content that eventually gets people to engage with your your business. And there's still a place for that. Of course, there is. And there's uh, there, there is uh, uh, multiple approaches that will work. But cold calling definitely ain't dead. And it, ain't, yeah. it ain't going nowhere. People buy off people. I know it's yeah. it's cheesy, but it's true. Yeah, there's um there's so much there we can dig into. One of the things what I, I liked what you said, Eddie, was essentially focusing on the process. You talked about your team last week and you praised the person that I got three strong bits of pipeline. Well, that could be meetings next week for you guys. So I think a lot of the time in sales, we focus on the outcomes and there's the sales leaders there that say, well, I don't care what they do as long as they're hitting target. For me, that's the wrong approach i think if you focus on the process yeah. and get really good at the process and yeah. i want to come on to in a bit um what metrics should be measured and what we class as success metrics but if you focus on yes. that yes. then the outcome is Absolutely. a byproduct of all of that great work is it? Mark, it gets lost agree, doesn't it couldn't agree, with, couldn't agree with you more on that mark i think you're absolutely bob on and uh you 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 put in place the right behaviors and uh, you hone your skills and yeah. and it will happen. It has to. Mm. Um, what we're doing isn't impossible. We're not trying mm. to um, uh, build a rocket to Saturn or something. It's it's all very doable. And uh, you you implement the right behaviors, the right attitude, the right approach, and it it will it will happen. Can we just talk about disarming because I'm a big fan of this as well. And you you, you mentioned it with your introduction. Why, in, in your view, is disarming important in your introduction? For, for a couple of reasons. If you're speaking to a gatekeeper, for one, on the phone, their job is ultimately to vet out um, who, who they should put through to the, uh, the appropriate person within their business. So their job is ultimately to, to fight, fight off um, salespeople um, and, uh, and not let um, unsolicited unsolicited phone calls through a lot yep. of the time so when you're speaking with a gatekeeper it's so important to disarm uh uh that person because you want to get them a little bit on your side and get them wanting to help you and uh uh i'm a very very polite person uh on on on, on the end of the phone <laughs> like uh i'm really careful with what i say and 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 how i uh i say it but i um yeah uh i, I i'm i'm direct i i always uh act as if I know the person that I'm speaking to as well, because I find that obviously stops barriers coming up. I'm, I always just say, look, I'm trying to get a hold of Dave Jones. Um, mm. And uh, often you just get put straight through. Sometimes they'll challenge you and I'll say it's a, oh, it's a, uh, it's a, a sales query. If it was recruitment, for example, it was mm. to be a sales team to try and again, just get through. Um, but it's uh, it's really important to, to disarm, to give, yourself the time to to get your point across with a decision maker as well if um if you come across in a professional manner and uh you there's there's sense to what you're you're saying and you've you've defined why you're calling and who you are um they'll feel disarmed enough to let you get across your value proposition to take that conversation to the next step and and, and again that has to be delivered perfectly and very well um mm -hmm. It's so easy to lose somebody on a on 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 a, on a cold call. You can lose them within a second with a moment of weakness. Yeah. And even now, I, I still 
I mess things up all the time. Um, so um, I often come off calls and I'm frustrated. I'm like, oh, I could have done that better or I could have yeah. said this. And and I always say as well, maybe not going off too far, but if you have got somebody nice on the end of the phone that's been quite warm to you and, and, and open, you need to milk that that conversation for for, for, for everything. Don't yeah. come off that phone thinking, I wish I'd, I wish I'd asked this. And um, I did a little video um, as well on my own LinkedIn probably a couple of months ago where I said, uh, ask for a lead. So if you've got somebody that likes you and, uh, and sees value in what you're positioning, even if it's not right for them, ask them who might be a good person yeah. for you to reach out to. And, uh, and Honestly, so on and so mate, forth. it's yeah. a lost art, isn't it? Just asking yeah. for a referral. It's yeah. so yeah. simple to do, but it gets forgotten about so Absolutely. regularly yeah. all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose a question for me to ask, Eddie, and obviously some really, really good stuff that you're sharing with us. Yeah, um, obviously we said cold calling is hard, you know. So I suppose a question that, you know, the audience would probably want to hear is how do you manage to keep, you know, your team so engaged and so motivated? Because, you know, there are days that we go through, you know, weeks that you go through where you're making, you know, 80 to 100 calls in a day. And, mm. you know, when when that opportunity does come about or if that opportunity is coming, you're facing that that rejection constantly you know do you have any tips that you could share you know with with the listening audience as to you know how you how you keep everyone so positive because you seem like you're you know, a really positive guy so how do, how do you how do we keep the guys going i still wake up a lot of mornings and i'm like oh my god this is a, this is gonna be hard i, I, I have bad days same as everybody and i have days yeah. where i'm so motivated and I have other days where i'm a little bit flatter we're, we're all human at the yeah. end of the day and to to pretend that we're uh, we're not is uh, yeah is just just disingenuous. So one thing I try and do with the team all the time is um, is is put myself uh, in their shoes and and uh, again try and pick out things that are really positive that might they might not have noticed as a big positive and maybe they're dwelling on the end result like you say that yeah that, uh, which is obviously needs to be a focus but it's. Um, it's it's making sure that when we do have a success and and uh, we do well that everyone celebrates it. Everyone is part of that success, and we breathe, we breathe that kind of team culture. But also, if someone's having a bad day, we need to lift them up and and uh, and say, look, you're doing everything right. You just need to carry on. Like it's the tough times that show yeah. who the really good people are because we all yeah. go through tough times. Um, not to use too many an analogies, but you just got to look at like professional sport. I mean, you have great teams that go on a losing streak and you can see they put absolutely their heart and soul into it. They've tried new things and they just haven't managed to get the, uh, uh, yeah. the, the, the result in the end, but everything was there to make it a good result. Maybe they just had some, some bad luck. Um, but um, our team, we, we employ full-time uh, people. They spend, at least 80% of the week in the office. So they get really good on the job uh, training. Um, we've put into practice like a, a cloud-based phone system where we can record calls. I can listen in on phone calls. I can whisper on calls, which is really quite cool. So back in the day, I've never heard back, that one before. <laughs> back, back in the day. Um, so you, you probably know this. I went into business with Ian Owen. Ian actually uh, was, was the, the founding director of uh, BMS uh, back in the day and uh, when I worked for BMS back in the back about 2011 you used to have a phone call and you'd have Ian next to you telling you what to do and you try you try to desperately listen, listen to the call and <laughs> do the right things at the, at the right time um, with this I can dial in and I can talk to one of the guys but the end user can't hear me and um, so sometimes you know when 
you, you get a, um, a situation come up and you get a bit stumped, I can jump in and say, say this or say that or whatever else. I can coach people through a call, a call uh, live, which is a really cool thing to be able to uh, cool. to do. But um, but basically, yeah, look, I've, the key thing is we're a team. We all succeed together. Mm. We all fail together. But we never really have a bad week. I, I, I'd i be lying to say we've never had a bad week because we definitely have. But there's, there's always positives to take from it. And uh, yeah. it's just making sure if people feel bad about it and it's great that people i love that people feel bad about it throughout if they've had a rough week because it shows they, they have to give a shit and they care, they care. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and it and sounds like you've got a real good growth mindset going on there across the across the team are you viewing it like that yeah we might not get to where we want to be but you know we'll take the positives and learn from it um i'd love to get a, a sense eddie um as <clears throat> to what you guys would do let's say for example if you sam's a potential decision maker um you've gave him a couple of calls he's not answering how many times are you prospecting Sam before you'd move away um and what techniques would you use to try and get hold of him because I do yeah. think one of the reasons why again going back to the subject of cold calling is 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 dead I think it's because people don't do it enough. I don't think people are persistent as what they used to be. I'm not mm. saying you should keep blindly binging someone and hope that they'll answer. I mean, you've got other tools there that, that we can use to try and warm them up. But again, as, as, as someone is who is right at the cold face and very much still on the tools, I'd love to get a sense from you as to you know, what your thoughts are on that and how you go about a situation like that. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the honest answer is it, it does depend slightly. So if the solution or the product you're selling, you know it's perfect for a certain uh, prospect, but they're just really difficult to get hold of. You might try that person a little bit more than probably what you'd, you'd try on mm. someone you know a little bit less about. Yeah. But I would probably say, on average, I'd probably try six phone calls to somebody before I send them an email. Um, I would all, I, I would okay. all, I would all, I would, in my personal um I'm quite an opinionated person when it comes to this. I'm not saying I'm always 100% right about everything, but I tend to use email as a last resort because, yeah. because okay. like I say, it's such email is such a noisy um, place and it's very difficult to get a personality or uh, a reason across in an email and get somebody to read it at the end of the day. Um, mm. If you can get somebody on the phone and I can, be that formidable force and I can disarm them. I can get the breathing space to get my point across. An email is, uh, is often a road, to, a road to nowhere. And, yeah. uh, I'm not saying I've not had success through email cause I definitely have. Um, uh, but it's, I, I still haven't managed to find a formula like I've got with the calls where I've managed to nail it every time with an email, if that makes sense. Yeah. Whereas I feel like the calling side of things, we've got it absolutely nailed we know what we do and we know what works and it is that production line email i have to put a lot more thought into it and it's a little bit more hit and miss but like i say yeah. six six calls email probably call again to follow up on the email if it's just not going anywhere you you just best apart that and move on because yeah. again it's very easy to get a stale pipeline of prospects uh, or a stale list of prospects yeah, i should yeah, say yeah. where you just get left with a hundred records and it's all people that are difficult to get hold of yeah. on that point i'd say it's really important as well to make sure you're adding in new data 
diligently, mm. regularly. So I would say for our guys working on a campaign, you probably want to be looking at adding a minimum of five new records a week on a project, sure. probably 10. Um, mm. One of the things that we employed here in the last six months, um, which has been great for us, has been Zoom Info. Okay. Um, so it's a, there's, there's lots of tools out there, um, Cognizant, Apollo, but we went with Zoom Info for, for one reason, that it was a, a better integrator into our CRM. Um, yeah. But it's been an absolute godsend uh, for us for a whole number of reasons. So um, for anyone that doesn't know about Zoom Info, it's basically like, a, and this isn't a sales pitch for them, by the way, mm. I would love them as a, as a, as a, yeah, <laughs> as a customer. Um, but uh, uh, basically, it's a huge um, database of professional contacts uh, globally. And uh, it integrates with my Salesforce CRM. So if I find a contact on there, I can automatically download or upload it, sorry, into my CRM. And a lot of the time you'll get an email and a phone number. Um, so um, not always. I think they say 40% of their records have got a mobile phone number, which is pretty good. Um, yeah. And it's not always the right number. I'll be brutally honest. <laughs> um, but a lot of the time it is. And um, if you can get a direct dial or a mobile number and bypass, bypass that gatekeeper altogether, it's uh, from a cold calling perspective, it's, it's uh, yeah, it saves you a lot of the job. And also from our team's perspective, an another knock on benefit was it took away a lot of admin for us as well, because we can just directly integrate with that platform it brings through their job title their email address their industry their company address all in one foul swoop without any kind of tapping in uh data so it's been an invaluable tool to refine our workflow and um and get us more time selling which is again uh in in a finite amount of hours in yeah. a day every second counts eddie just, just um go on, on, go on, on some, workflow sorry. as well like um when we speak about that process and I'm going all the way back to the six cores because I'm still intrigued by A, that number, but B, probably breaking down to look to understand what that process looks like, right? So when we think of that six calls, is that a call each day? Is that a call maybe they miss them in the morning and we call them again in the afternoon? When we break down that process, what does that step or cadence look like before you're moving into the email? I don't, you know, I don't know if I believe there's a good time to to, to catch people. Uh, yeah. I think it's, I think it's an element of 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 luck, and there's an element of making enough uh, phone calls. Yeah. Um, we do a lot of work in the world of supply chain, as I mentioned before. Now, typically, people that work in transport and logistics, they're very early um, mm. to their to their job. They start early, and they might subsequently uh, leave early. So th there's probably going to be some 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 rules around when, when would be a good time to, yeah. to, to, to catch these people. Um, I'd also say, you know, going back to the amount of phone calls, there's certain decision makers that are just really bloody hard to get on the phone. So yeah. IT, for example, as a decision mm. maker, IT managers, um, heads of IT, notoriously don't like picking up the uh, the phone or and when you get them a lot of them really don't like talking on the phone so you, you often need to think fast on your feet in terms of how you can get your message across quickly to then maybe uh, have a, uh, a follow-up in place but the honest answer is because what we do is so varied and I don't want to not give you a direct answer here but we work with so many different companies across so many different sectors with so many different decision makers the honest answer is it really depends it would be totally different sometimes for your industry and your job as it would be for someone selling um, uh, industrial uh, coatings into power stations. Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 
it's really, really varied and uh, there's no hard and fast rule, but you can be a busy fool by just dialing out to people that never pick up the phone. And you've got to almost go with your gut sometimes as to where you're wasting your time. Um, you need that yeah, self-awareness, don't you, of what you do, you're doing you, to be able to reflect you, on, on your data and look at it and thinking, I'm calling this for calling's sake or I'm calling with a purpose. Absolutely. And one thing we do do as a, as a rule, you can't see the whiteboards. We've got whiteboards right mm. around the um, around the, the office mm. here. But one of the things we, we track is uh, conversations. Uh, and I would say like the different, I, I used to call it like contact and non-contact calls. Mm. So when you've actually got hold of a de- decision maker and had a conversation, we track that because if we're making between 60 and 80 calls a day, I'd like to think we're speaking to between 10 and 15 people uh, a day, something along the, along, along those lines. Mm. And if we're, we're getting hold of a lot less, i.e. two people in a whole day of calling 60 to 80 people, then there's, there's something wrong there. And if that's repeating itself over and over again, there's something we need to investigate and look into as to why that's happening. And chances are it'll be something to do with the data set, I would say. Yeah. Or it could, or it could be something to do with the delivery of the the person that's making the calls that they're getting binned off every every five seconds on every every phone call. But there'll be there'll be an issue there as to why they're not having the amount of contact calls that they should be. I do want to um, get stuck into um, success metric metrics next? But um, two points before we do. Um, what's your view on voicemails? Never, never, ever, ever sell to a voicemail. Yeah. Never, ever, ever. Do you leave voicemail. voicemail. You leave voicemail? Never, never, ever, ever leave a voicemail. Not unless the person knows you. Okay, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, never. Honestly, don't do it. If you if you're in new business and sales, listen to me now. Do not sell to voicemails. All that will happen is you'll end up getting blocked or ignored even more. Okay. And I'm not saying I'm not saying a voicemails never work. By the way, I'm just saying um, uh, m- most of the time uh, that will not work. And I've yeah. seen people do it and fail. Do not sell to voicemails. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree on, yeah. on that. They're great for getting <laughs> up. Um, so if someone's at a push to get up the talk time, um, for whatever yes. reason, then they'll, yeah. they'll definitely add that. But how many people listen to them these days? I don't genuinely. You'd be better off with no. me. Ring me a couple of times. If I don't answer, send me a WhatsApp or a text. Yeah. And that's how you'd get, get, get me. Um, but I wouldn't listen to or respond to a voicemail. I reckon if I go through my phone now, there's probably a voicemail from last week that I've not listened to because it yeah. just gets forgotten about, unfortunately. So sorry for whoever left me that voicemail, but I've not listened to it. So. <laughs> I, would say a lot, I would say a lot of the time, people will hear the start of it, they'll realise it's a cold call and they'll be like, delete. Yeah. Yeah. And then, or, or yeah. they'll be like, oh God, it's, it's them. Well, I'm definitely, they'll, they'll save you in their phone as ignore um, or sales call or whatever it is and you'll, and you'll never get hold of them. If the person knows you, um, that's a totally different story altogether. Mm. Leave voicemails all day um, if that person knows you. But if they don't know you, I, I think you, again, you, yeah, chances are you, you're going to be um, doing yourself a disservice by 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 working in that way. Um, again, a lot are happy to be proven wrong, and some people might wildly disagree with me, but that's just my own kind of anecdotal lived uh, experience. Another thing that people, salespeople, love to do is research. We love spending oh, ages researching and we feel like we have to know what the company does, what the decision maker's background is. We need to know yeah. everything before we pick up that call because we're scared that if they ask us a question, what do you know about what we do, then we're going to lose a load of credibility. Um, and I, I feel like the people that um, do perform very well are able to research quickly 
without it really impacting the productivity. So what, what's your take on that? How much research should people do before before a call? Mark, I love speaking to you because I, I know you're, 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 in, you're, you're, in the, you're in the exact same boat as me. So again, I, I just couldn't agree with you more in terms of what you're saying. Um, it's people who research too much. It's a way, and I, I hate to say it, it's a way of hiding uh, from mm. the actual job. It's a way of not picking up the phone. And uh, for people that are doing a purely kind of outbound uh, mm. sales call, primarily over the telephone, um, Again, you're doing yourself a massive disservice by 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 doing that because it's hard to get hold of people and uh, uh, people pick up the phone far less than they actually answer it. So you could be doing all this research for 10, mm. 15, 20 minutes at a time. You make the phone call. You just you don't get hold of the person. Um, by the time you made another 30 phone calls, you've probably forgotten a, a big amount of that research anyway. And you, yeah, you just go point. through that perpetual yeah. cycle yeah. of of just being slow. And um, and I would say with sales look it's about delivering quality but at the same time it's a numbers game and you've got to make sure you're hitting the numbers if you're not hitting the numbers you, your job's going to be very very hard way harder um i'm not saying going there be um, and going blind on every single phone call and just be a bit of a uh a maverick kind of lunatic and uh and 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 and, and risk any everything by not knowing anything about the people you're speaking into but yeah, look, have a quick glance at the website, see what they're about. You can normally get a feel very quickly. Um, if, the, if the website doesn't tell you what they do in a really brief, summarized way, it's probably not a very good website uh, anyway. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, uh, you, you'll, you'll have a lot more success prospecting by just picking up the phone. Yeah. What's your take on that, Sam? I 100% agree. I 100% agree. I think, you know, that time researching is, you know, can be lost time. And it's all about... I feel like with, you know, with the cold calling, new business, telephone, telesales kind of job, you also get into a bit of momentum, isn't it, really? Like you can feel it when you've had it. You've had it, yeah, you get into a flow, you know, it's like when you, you've had a really good call, the next thing to do is just pick up the phone right again, right? So I feel like when you do spend that much time researching, you know, it's, uh, you know, it, it could be lost time and, you know, 30 seconds is enough, you know, maybe even less. Hop onto that next call, pick up that momentum. Um, I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I believe that too when you get into that, that real swing. I wanted it. to throw those out there because they're <laughs> contentious points, aren't they? That everyone's going to have a view on. Some people have a view that yeah. most matter are good. Some people yeah. have a view that yeah. we need to research thoroughly and everything must be personalised um, before, before we pick up the phone. But the thing, the thing is as well, a lot of what I'm saying here will be quite triggering for a lot of people genuinely and it's been triggering mm. for where I've worked previously. And um, the whole reason I started this business and, and not to sound um, again, like I'm bigging myself up, but I left BMS back in 2013 and I got a couple of different jobs. And the, the scenario at these jobs was, was, was almost um, it, it, exactly the same. You had a group of very reasonably paid um, senior sales professionals within these business um, mm. that, 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 were, that were waiting for leads to fall in their lap. And uh, they weren't really doing much prospecting at all. A lot of them didn't want to prospect. A lot of them didn't feel that they should prospect. And a lot of them just weren't uh, capable of prospecting. They didn't have the confidence or, or the resilience to go through uh, and, and, and do it. And it was always somebody else's fault for, for the reason that they've got not got enough leads in their, uh, in, yeah. in, in, in the, in their pipeline. And um, I've always been someone, like I said, that's enjoyed the, the, the prospecting uh, element of it. And I'm not saying there's, there was aspects of the role that those other people were better at than me. There's possibly better closers, better presenters. Um, yeah. 
but nobody could prospect as, as, as well as me. And subsequently, I always had way, way more in my pipeline. My efficiencies might not have always been the best in terms of my, uh, my close rate, but because of the sheer abundance of leads that I have within my pipeline, mm. I was always a top performer, a consistent top performer, because I had more stuff in the funnel that eventually meant more stuff would pop out the other side of it as, uh, as closed one deals, um, essentially. And um, that, was, that was really what started resonating in my head, where I thought, I've got something here that I need to productize, that I need to mm. expand on and, uh, and offer as a service to companies. And I saw lots of companies doing what we do and just not really doing a very good job of it. And, um, and for a whole host of different reasons, and I don't want to um, crap all over the industry, for example, but, but there's a reason why we employ full-time people and we demand that they're in the office the vast majority of the time and that we pay a really good salary with a really good achievable mm -hmm. bonus scheme as well is because we want to drive a a quality controlled product that is almost like say a production line but we're also incredibly thorough at the front end to make sure that we understand the proposition in detail what we need to ask and uh, that we work together to set expectations and shared goals um, going forward that are regularly reviewed and structured in a structured fashion uh, to make sure we constantly evolve and, and do better as we uh, as we move forward but there's a lot of very good salespeople out there that aren't able to uh, prospect. I would even go as far to say, and again, probably quite triggering, most sales professionals are no good at prospecting. Yeah. I would agree. So based on, I mean, we work with some great, great people and that we've got at BMS, but um, it is the biggest challenge that faces many, many businesses to get enough get enough meetings and what you're talking about there very regards to yourself you always had a huge pipeline that um in itself i guess made you feel more in control as a salesperson um you were never at a point where you're probably desperate um or worried I'd definitely have been yeah but you yeah. know what i mean in the sense of Absolutely. um you know if we've only got a small amount in the pipeline um i think then you cling on to um oh. Everything potential business so... for too long and it stays in your pipeline for ages and you don't qualify yeah. it out because you've not got enough coming in um at, at the top of the funnel um in regards to success metrics you mentioned it before you measure conversations talk to us about that eddie what do those success metrics look like um and, and what do you think um are worthwhile success metrics that should be measured moving forward so for example um some people think that counting the number of calls is fairly arbitrary. Maybe in some businesses, might be in other, might might not be in others. It depends on the approach. It depends on what you're selling, etc. So yeah, I'd love to get your take on that. Again, uh, yeah, uh, there's it, it depends, honestly. However, um, you need to be busy. You need to be making enough uh, uh, phone calls, and the and the output will be the ultimate um, barometer of, of of that. I don't. Um, have a call figure with any of my mm. uh, uh, any of my team uh, at all. Um, the only time I would look at call numbers is if there's something going wrong to try and remedy it and fix it. But I think um, holding people to a certain number of sales calls it it, it can um, it can also almost be uh, it can work against you because again yeah. you you you've got to be more focused on the number of phone calls than having quality. 
conversations. I say to the guys here, if you focus on having good quality conversations, it will ultimately lead to opportunity. So that's yeah. more of the focus in, in having uh, quality calls. But if, for example, somebody's had, like, say, two quality calls in a day, then I expect their call figure to be higher. Um, I think because we're quite a small team um, at the moment, we're not massive by any stretch. There's five of us um, that work here, um, soon to be six. Um, we know when people are, are, are working hard or they're, or they're not working hard because we're in so close proximity um, of the uh, of of the um, of, of of the process. But the reason yeah. that we've invested in tools like a good CRM, like Salesforce, and we've invested in this cloud-based phone system is so that we can review the metrics associated to it because as we get bigger i'm sure that'll be the uh something that we do have to dig into and 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 look at in order for us to 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 improve i know this isn't a direct answer or it needs to be exactly this or exactly mm. that but i think focus on having good quality com good quality conversations and that's the uh that's 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 the key and um the only way you'll have good quality conversations is by making enough phone calls by delivering a very good uh, pitch at the front end, the very good introduction where you're doing that disarmament, where you're being mm. a formidable force, and uh, that you're asking the right, good quality, open questions. I can't stress enough uh, how mm. important uh, that is, that you're not giving people the opportunity to say yes or no to you, that you're actually getting them talking. I know this is, this, uh, is a, again, a cheesy kind of sales uh, thing as well. You've got two ears and one mouth, but it is really true. You need to be ultimately just steering the phone call by asking the questions and getting them doing most of the talking uh, to to understand what to ask next or when's the right time to close and so on and so forth. But hopefully you get where I'm coming from. Yeah. If your focus is good quality conversations, well, to have good quality conversations, you need to be making enough phone calls to actually get hold of a decision maker. You need to be delivering a good value proposition and you need to be asking the right questions and, and I suppose enacting the right behaviours um, in order to have that, that good quality conversation. So it probably sounds a bit loosey-goosey, um, but that's we, 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 we focus on the, 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 the behaviours in a loose way. But if there is a problem, again, we don't, we like to manage individually as opposed to uh, have one kind of hard and fast rule, because I'd say, again, there's people in the team that have got strengths in different areas. Um, it, yeah. And, yeah. And, and, it, and it's, it's also putting those people on the right campaign, the right project um, and uh, making sure if you've got somebody who perhaps does things a different way, you're, you're giving them constructive feedback that they're going to be able to enact and, and not something that's just going to massively demotivate them because it might just, might just not be achievable for them. Um, if you see where I'm coming from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I absolutely love that. Eddie, I uh, was sort of listening back here and you've spoken about close team office environment and sort of real driving that engagement. I suppose I've got a, a different question. It might be a bit more controversial on the other side, right? If if someone is managing a sales team, but maybe they they don't have that ability to have people within close proximity and you've got these people that are potentially working remote in a cold calling sort of sales environment and in in that world again how how, how do you manage that and how do you feel about it? do you think that this is something that could could work at sales teams still be equally as productive when you've got you know um, members or two not being within that that buzz of the office that you've described so well for me um i think having a team of people selling primarily over the phone working from home um it's a very difficult thing to 
to, to, to manage. I think because, as we kind of alluded to at the start of the phone call, this is a really tough job. Um, doesn't matter what industry you're in or what you're, you're selling, you're going to spend most of your day facing um, adversity. And facing that at your own, on your own, in your living room or at your home office or in your bedroom or wherever you're working constantly is, is very, very challenging and, and yeah. very difficult and very isolating. I think the I think the worst thing to come out of COVID, and again, people aren't probably going to like necessarily everything that I say is, is that uh, people almost expect to, 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 to work from home uh, these days. And we offer a, a hybrid yeah. model of, of homework. And I think there's, times are changing. You have to have to uh, adapt. But to be kind of constantly working from home in this type of role, um, yeah, you're almost setting people up to fail, I think. Unless they're yeah. an experienced, hardened uh, veteran of the game and they've done this for years and they understand it and they maybe understand their market and their their solutions like the back of their hand i think yeah that they they probably can just work from home constantly but if you've got green people in the team um that are on the way up in their their career that um are perhaps new to the industry or new to sales to have those people working from home most of the time they're going to really struggle. You're just going to have such a high level of attrition when it comes to your um, to your uh, workforce. I try and make it here a really nice place to work. And I'm not saying that every day in here is like uh, uh, being in heaven because it's, cert- it's certainly not. Some days we have absolutely brutal days, but it's just because we can all talk and bounce off each other and have 10 minutes talking about, I don't know, not that I watch it, but I'm a celebrity. We were talking about that the other day. We were talking about football or what? just something something just to break the ice for a minute, refocus. Tell you what, go and, go and take a walk for 10 minutes out of the office and, 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 and come back. Or listen, um, Matt, I'm going to jump on the phones with you today. I'm going to help you. And we're going to get in this together and work, see if I can figure out some bits and pieces that might work or some tweaks or nuances that might improve the process it just makes a world of difference people need to feel supported and especially yeah. in this kind of role there's obviously roles out there where you can work from home where you've got uh but i think for this particular role i think people working from home it's it's, it's very very tough and it's very isolating and it's very easy to to lose your mojo and uh and and and, and be motivated to, to make the next call and 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 get more confident um and again happy to be challenged on it and i'm sure there are there are, exa- are exceptions where it does work but i think if if you've got uh i, I i'm, I'm i know i'm going to be telling a lot of people what they what they're already thinking or already experiencing by 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 saying that yeah yeah i think um i think the answer is, is like you said it's 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 a balance isn't it you've got the people that have done it before work from home and done the same type of job and they've got a proven track record of success then why not work from home but i still think even those individuals benefit from being around people and the camaraderie of the team from time to time i think if you've got people on the other end of the spectrum who like you say are completely green then a lot of learning de- learning and development um occurs through osmosis it certainly did for for me you know you hear make a really good call and you think oh that was a good question I'll, I'll try that out myself so you completely lose that if you right. even even if you're in the office once two days a week you do lose that i think especially if you're starting out your journey in sales or you know for example if you move into a new industry sector um there's a lot of people still that have never worked from home before so you're starting a new role not only you're learning completely new business new way of selling but then you're learning how to work from home it's too much and yeah could... it, it looks like a benefit it's actually putting the person at a disadvantage isn't it 
Yeah, absolutely. And you, you, you made the point beautifully that I was just going to make as well, that those, those experienced people that are hard and that are really mm-hmm. good, think about how much value they can actually add in the office absolutely. and yeah. how, good does it, how good does it feel when you, when you help somebody else or, um, look, we're, we're, everyone in sales is probably a little bit eager to, egotistical sometimes as well. And we like a little pat on the back and a, and a jam sandwich to say we've, we've, uh, we've, 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 we've done well, but you know, when you've really, really helped somebody like uh, overcome a hurdle or help them with the, the penny dropping a little bit, that's a great feeling. I mean, to not enjoy that, you, you, you uh, yeah, you, you, you must be uh, yeah, a very different yeah. person to me, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's about creating a buzz, isn't it? And a camaraderie and, yeah. uh, and, a, and, a, and a team, but it's also, it's so diff. once you've done something, once you've enacted that everybody's working from home, scenario it's hard it's to pull so, it back how do you, yeah, how do you pull it back it's difficult how do you pull it back people people it's, like roll and, and don't get me wrong i like this sometimes i like rolling out of bed and and uh being at my desk for nine o'clock in the morning and having a nice leisurely start today or getting a chance to to work out not that i do enough of that at the moment um and uh and and finishing at half four five whatever mm. and and being straight away that we're at home with no commute look i i love that as much as as anybody else does but I, i'm someone who i really struggle to get motivated from home i get too distracted i've got a dog that's constantly uh, wanting attention every every uh, five seconds i've got a tv in the in the other room or whatever or i've got i don't know maybe the kids come home from school at 3 yeah. 30 and it's just it's just natural to to, to switch off and i'm not saying that, that, that there has to be a balance i'm not saying that you shouldn't be able to detect engage with yeah. those things while you're at home but to be in that environment all the time it's um it makes this job very very tough but i think that i think there's a balance yeah when i think about obviously the industry that you operate in we've obviously had you know um brexit going back a few years ago i imagine that had its impact we also then had the covid pandemic when i think about um the future and you know where you potentially see things going what does that look like to you and equally um yeah what you guys are looking to achieve so uh look we 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 just want to be the biggest and best um outsourced sdr uh uh consultancy in in the uk and uh uh we just want to keep on growing uh organically delivering a uh the best solution um that we can providing real tangible return investment for our for our customers and um getting to a point where we're, we're, we're a driving force and we're a known name within the industry of, um, of, of, of sales. And uh, I think I'd like to, in the next 12 months, grow double in size. And in five years, I'd, I'd love to be in a position where I've got kind of 30 heads here um, uh, are working for us. That would be the dream uh, uh, scenario. But um, uh, look, whatever happens in the global markets, whatever pandemic comes up, whatever massive political event happens we're just going to keep working the same way keep enacting the same behaviors and uh and uh and and keep pushing forward and, and keeping ourselves um accountable and uh for, for what we're doing and i know if we maintain that mindset we'll continue to be a success and we'll continue to keep moving in the right right direction and i'm certain there'll be bumps along the way there's been bumps along the way in this initial 14 months where things haven't been as easy as uh, I'd hoped they'd been. And you kind of win something one end and then lose something the other end. Yeah. And um, there's no shortcut to success. Um, I'm coming out with all the cheesy um, adages. Uh, uh, <laughs> it keeps now, it but, exciting though, doesn't it? Yeah, you've just got to keep your head down 
and uh, keep working hard and and uh, keep doing the right things and uh, that'll get you to where you where, where you need to be um, but yeah that's the in a nutshell that's it basically that's great answer progress can happen in many ways can't it? it's not a straight line is it progress can be no. a zigzag up and down whatever it might be but it sounds really good Eddie and you know, you've got um, a new person started that you alluded to earlier on so exciting times and we um, really really appreciate you coming on I think your um, honesty and how genuine you've been in your answers has been brilliant um, so yeah we really really appreciate your time no, listen, I, I really appreciate appreciate your time. And uh, without, again, sounding too cheesy, a lot of what you say, I know you're in a similar boat to me, so it's quite life-affirming life yeah. speaking to people like you because we're in the same boat. That's it. Yeah. We're all doing this, doing the same things, trying to achieve the same things. So, um, but yeah, just uh, keep a positive mindset, keep working hard, keep enacting the right behaviours and you can't go wrong. 100%. Eddie, where can um, people find out more about you, those that want to connect after this? So I'm on LinkedIn as Eddie Rowley, which is Eddie with a Y. And my business is uh, EQL uh, Consulting. We're at www.eqlconsulting.co.uk. Brilliant. We will uh, speak to you all next week. And thank you for tuning in.